Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello and welcome back. So good to be back here again. It's actually been a little while since I recorded one of these because for the last month I have been traveling. And right now I'm still away. So I am in Osaka, Japan right now. And I'm recording from my tiny, tiny Airbnb apartment. Because of this, maybe the audio quality will be a little bit worse. I've got a much smaller microphone. And also, I'm on quite a busy street, I think, and people are kind of coming home from work. So it might be a little bit noisy in the background, but let's hope it will be okay. So I've had a really, really good trip so far, and I've made so many notes about you know, language learning, and I've been thinking about ways in which I can kind of translate what I've been learning, practicing Japanese here, to talk about English as well. So I've got lots of really interesting podcast ideas planned for the future. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about something I've been thinking about quite a lot recently. But before we get to that, I want to mention that I was a guest on another podcast. So this podcast is called The Fluent Show. The Fluent Show. And I will put a link to this in the show notes for this episode. The Fluent Show is a really, really good podcast. I really enjoy listening to it. And it's about language learning in general. So if you're learning English or any other language, this is a really good podcast to listen to. If you want to hear the podcast where I was a guest, you can go to the website fluent.show forward slash 157. So fluent.show forward slash 157. You know, I did have the flu during the recording, but I still think it was a very interesting talk. So if you do go over there, you know, leave a message or a comment and tell Kirsten, who is the host of the podcast, that I sent you. I also want to mention a couple podcast reviews that I have received. So I apologize for not mentioning these sooner, I know I'm a little bit late, but I haven't recorded a podcast for a while. I have one really, really nice review from Seva, who is from Ukraine. And he said, thank you very much for your thoughtful podcast. I'm impressed with the information you provide, as well as with your attention to detail. I can appreciate your work, as I have been teaching Spanish and Russian for over 20 years. That's really cool. Your tips for students are most useful. I was feeling a little lost after reaching a plateau learning English. Your podcast is a new way to improve and your pronunciation tips are the most valuable for me. Coincidentally, I'm going to your beloved Cornwall in December. And then he requested one more podcast about Cornwall and that's kind of where I'm from in, in the UK. Thank you so much. That was a really, really nice review. I really appreciate it. And it's interesting to hear that you like the pronunciation tips as well. So maybe I'll have to do some more episodes like that in the future. And regarding your comment about 
Cornwall, maybe it's a little bit too late. Maybe you've already left for Cornwall because you know it's already December. So I'm really sorry for not getting to this review sooner and making a podcast episode. But if you're listening to this, feel free to send me a message, send me an email. My email address is info at ewmichael.com. And I'd be happy to give you some travel tips or answer any questions you might have about your trip to England. And that goes for anyone else as well. So if anyone is struggling with English or you want some advice on your travel to the UK, please let me know. I'd be happy to give you my my thoughts. And lastly, before I get to the topic, I just want to say, if you are enjoying the podcast, you could consider leaving a review, or you could just even leave a comment. You can go over to my website. So this podcast will be called ewmichael.com forward slash immersion. Or just go to my website and click on the podcast button. And there you can leave a comment you know, telling me what you thought of the episode, asking me any questions, anything you want. You know, the views, the listeners are increasing for the podcast, so I'm very happy and I would love to hear from more of you. But okay, so that is a long introduction today, so let's get into the topic. I want to talk about language immersion. Immersion. So this is something that I have really, really been thinking a lot about because I'm in Japan, you know, I'm using Japanese every day, to some extent, anyway. And it's been really amazing. There's been some good times and bad times. But either way, I'm learning a lot about what immersion means, how it can be useful in learning any language. And I've got a lot to talk about. So I've got a couple tips today I want to share on this topic. First of all, I want to talk about traveling to an English-speaking country. It's not always possible, I understand, but if you get the chance, I highly recommend it. Of course, it's really good motivation if you know that you are going to an English-speaking country. It gives you a goal to work towards. And of course, it will just be lots of fun, help you grow as a person in your English kind of experience. So if you think it's possible, have a go, see what you can do, and I'm sure it will be a good decision. However, it is possible to come to England and not have much chance to practice English. So for example, last time I, well, last year, I went to Germany and I thought I could practice some German, that'd be really cool. Actually, I didn't end up practicing much because you know, many people speak English, but also I didn't really put myself in any situation where I needed to speak much German. All I really had to say was thank you in the supermarket or hello to people as they walked by. I really didn't need to say that much. So it wasn't actually so useful. This trip right now in Japan, I'm trying to do things a bit differently. So I'm putting myself in situations where I kind of have to use the language. So what I have been doing for the last month is I have been volunteering on farms. Now I'll talk more about this in the future perhaps. But yes, I've been in the countryside working on farms, staying with local people in their houses. It's been a really unique 
incredible experience. And also many people in the countryside don't speak any English. So of course I have to speak Japanese. Now you, of course, don't have to do something so extreme. You don't have to, you know, work on a farm. But here's another thing that I've been doing. I love to travel with Airbnb, which, if you don't know, is a website where you can book like hotels, apartments, houses, or just rooms. There's many different types of accommodation you can book for travel. Right now, I'm staying in a private apartment, so everything is mine. I've got a kitchen, a bathroom, a bedroom, and I don't share with anyone. But last week, I booked a private room, so that means I had a private bedroom, but the kitchen and the bathroom, everything else was shared with the owner of the house, and this was a really good experience because in the evening, I cooked. I had a meal with her. We spoke together, and also we had breakfast the next morning, watching TV, talking about things. And this kind of experience is just not available to someone who only books a hotel. It's a little bit scary, you know. I'm not the most confident person, but I highly recommend just booking something like that, finding. Some kind of situation where you can, you have to talk to someone in that kind of one-on-one situation, and it's a really good way to encourage you to speak more English. There are many other things you could do as well. So think about situations where you kind of have to talk in English, otherwise, you know, you just can't do what you're doing. So one example is. Kind of private classes or clubs, something like that. So what I did, I've done twice actually this trip, and it's been probably like the best point of my trip. So I met someone in a cafe, and they invited me to a yoga class because she was a yoga teacher. So I went to this class, and there were a few other people there, but of course it was all in Japanese. So it was a really Good way to kind of practice my listening skills. You know, I was kind of trying to remember all the different names for body parts, like arms, ankle, feet, and all. I guess those are quite easy, but all those kind of things. And if I didn't understand, you know, I, of course I could copy to some extent, but I couldn't really manage that well if I didn't understand. So because. There was a necessity to understand. It went really well because I was so much more focused than I normally would be. Other examples could be like going to get your hair cut, joining a local sports team. Something that I have thought about but I haven't done yet is maybe some kind of meditation group. Anything like that you can find where you kind of have to use the language. To be honest, with like a meditation group, for example, even if you don't understand everything, no one really knows. So it's not too embarrassing if you if you do misunderstand something. So think about what kind of things like that you could try if you come to an English-speaking country, and yeah, let me know your ideas as well. I'd love to hear if you have had any similar experiences to this.
finally on this point, I just want to say, don't be afraid to talk to strangers. This is kind of simple advice, but it's worth remembering because I always get into this frame of mind where I think, oh, strangers are so scary. I can't talk to them. They're not going to be nice to me. But 99% of people are actually really nice. So sometimes all it takes is one sentence, one phrase, one word, and that might start a conversation or anything. So I've tried to get into the habit of making small talk with people. So today I went hiking and it was really nice, good weather. And a couple phrases that I said to people along the way, such as, wow, it's so beautiful here, or, you know, oh, it's getting cold now. Really, really simple things. And actually no one stopped to talk to me, but they did reply with something similar, like, yeah, it's so cold, isn't it? And it's a very small thing, but it helped my confidence a lot that I could communicate in that kind of tiny way. And you never know, sometimes it might lead to something more. But if you do end up traveling to like the UK, for example, please keep in mind that your confidence in English will go up and down each day. Some days you'll feel so confident, so good, you feel like you know everything. Other days, you just kind of don't feel that good. Maybe you feel like, oh, I can't understand anyone, I don't know what to say. That is completely normal. Don't let that feeling kind of stick with you forever. It's just like a temporary feeling. Remember, it's all in the mind. Something else I've noticed is often the first interaction of the day will kind of set the tone for the rest of the day. So that means if you talk to someone in the morning and it goes really badly, maybe they can't understand you, you feel embarrassed, then for the whole day, you're kind of in that mindset of, oh, my English is so bad. I'm saying you in English, but actually I'm talking about myself. So this this has happened to me quite a lot. But on the contrary, if I meet someone in the morning and have a really good conversation, for the rest of the day, I feel so happy, so confident. I feel like I can talk to anyone. So that's just another example of how your confidence in English is all in your mind. It depends how you look at it. If you feel like you're a confident, extroverted person, maybe this is really simple advice for you. If you're a bit more like me, and you're kind of naturally a bit more shy, introverted, then maybe you're thinking, well, I can never do that. I will never go to a yoga class in England or another country. That's too scary. The advice that helped me was just knowing that you will never feel ready for certain things. You you will never feel like, right, I'm finally ready, I understand enough to do this class. You will always feel a little bit below that. So it's really important to push yourself out of your comfort zone and do things that scare you because almost always those things end up paying off and they end up being a good thing, a positive thing. Okay, so I spent a while talking about traveling to an English-speaking country. As I said, it's not always possible. So to finish today's podcast episode, 
I want to talk about how you can have English immersion if you can't travel for some reason. So I've got a couple tips. So first of all, very common piece of advice is to change everything around you into English. So think about technology like your phone, your computer, your TV, the websites you use, change everything to English. It's a small thing, but it will make a difference. You can extend this as well to the books you read, the TV shows and movies you watch. Even think about how you can incorporate English into your work. How can you use English more in your work or your studies? What could you do there? There's many ways you can get creative and do that. And I think you'd be surprised as to how much you can change in your life. Of course, if you do live in a country with not many English speakers, my advice on, you know, going to a yoga class, getting a haircut, isn't that easy. So I would recommend trying making the most of the internet and finding some English speaking friends. Maybe these are people that live in your country that you could meet with or just people to speak online with. So find some English speaking friends. I use an app called HelloTalk. Really, really good way to meet people learning your language as well. So you can have kind of a language exchange. There's also another website I use called mylanguageexchange.com. That's mylanguageexchange.com. Very, very useful, very similar to HelloTalk as well. You can find a teacher or a language partner on italki, something like that. So get creative again with how you can meet people. My final tip for if you cannot come to England or the UK is see if there's anywhere in your city, in your area, where there are English people working. It's not always possible, but for example, in my old town that I lived in in England, there was one Japanese restaurant. And to be honest, I didn't like the food. It was like very, very average food. But I went there a few times because I wanted to practice my Japanese. So I was kind of like paying for the food, but really I wanted just to practice. And usually I just said thank you or something, or it was really delicious. And that kind of started a conversation because they were like, wow, why do you learn Japanese? So I wonder if you can find any kind of English pubs or something similar where you might find English people working there in your town. Again, if you do find something, let me know. I'd love to hear how creative you can be and what you can find. But yeah, that that is my advice. So I hope that was useful. If you think I missed something or there's some really good advice that you would like to share so other English speakers could learn from what you think, again, please come to my uh, website. Go to ewmichael.com forward slash immersion and leave a comment at the bottom of the page sharing your advice. So yeah, even though I'm still traveling at the moment, I will be working as well. So I will be continuing my English lessons on the road.
So if you are interested in having an English lesson with me, a private one-to-one lesson over Skype, then you can go to my website and click on lessons, ewmichael.com forward slash lessons. And there you can book a free trial lesson to see if the lessons are suitable for you. Thank you very much for listening. As always, I really appreciate all the support you give me. And if you listen to the end, you're my favourite. <laughs> Thank you very much. And I'll see you next week on the English with Michael podcast. Bye bye. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening.